This is the Status No Podcast. Have you tried to keep up with the status quo and pursue Jesus wholeheartedly? We have learned that this is a huge conflict of interest. So we have decided to chase after him instead of the status quo. How can we be true disciples of Jesus and not bow to the status quo that is in direct opposition? That's the big question. Thanks for tuning in and welcome home. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Status No. I am Nick. And I'm Amber. How's everybody doing? I'm doing good. Are you Listen, doing good? I'm doing great. <laughs> For about 26 episodes now, people have been like, I'm sure this guy is humongous. <laughs> I don't even think he's white. Right. But now we have video. Right. So they can see you obviously are humongous. And I am white. <laughs> it's crazy. You never would have guessed. Never would have guessed. Mm. Um, but yeah, as you can see, we officially have video now. Here so we are. Yeah, we're going to be uploading these to YouTube, doing all the kids are doing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. <laughs> um, so we're going to start out tonight with an updating Amber. I know there's some moments... They get frustrating for you with mm. homeschooling. Oh, never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just want to read this news story to you, um, and I hope that it just reaffirms that we made the right decision with homeschooling, and we're big advocates for homeschool. Mm-hmm. So um, this comes out of Birmingham, Alabama, okay. Jefferson County. Mm. The parent of a six-year-old is trying to get justice for their child after he was suspended from school for playing with another student by pointing finger guns at him. (laughs) Finger guns like like the L with your finger. (laughs) Pew, pew. (laughs) Bang, bang. Bang, bang. I sat down and asked, or um, Jared Belcher says he nor his six-year-old son have had any issues with Jefferson County school system until last Friday when he got call when he got a call from his son's school asking him asking for him to be picked up because his son had been suspended. Mm. I sat down and I asked her, "Can you tell me what happened?" and she proceeds to tell me that my son and another boy were playing with each other and using index fingers as guns. <laughs> Belcher's son was given a class three violation, Mm -hmm. which is also given to students who bring weapons to school. Whoa. Belcher was initially told his son would be barred from school grounds until a hearing could be held. Okay. I asked her, I said, well, did he threaten anyone? No. Was there violence? No. Was there any indication of a current or future threat? No. I said, well, this kind of seems benign to me. It sounds like two students playing. And she said it was. But in this climate, this day and age, we have to take all incidents very seriously. Right. He could actually hurt somebody with that finger one day. What if he poked somebody in the eye, Nick? Nobody's even clarified if it was loaded. (laughs) You're my favorite. Nobody has even said if it was a loaded gun. That finger was fully loaded. Mine were when I was that age. <laughs> I don't understand. So he said he was what, six? He's six years old. Yeah, that's... 
I can't. I don't, I don't even know what to say. Do you know how fast Hattie and Olivia would be out of school? <laughs> Olivia's not even three. She would definitely be suspended, expelled. I, I that's the, like the lady that's that's running this department. She needs to be fired. That's like and the whoever's most, writing these policies need to be fired. That's that is like outrageous. The most were, normal little boy thing to do. It says somewhere in here that they were playing cops and robbers. Yeah. And they're making it so. Do you know you, how not fun that is to play cops and robbers and have to be a social worker on a crime scene? <laughs> with thought, no gun. <laughs> I'm CSI. <laughs> <sighs> well, I thought you were going to say. Still, I think it would be an overreaction, but I thought he was like going, just one little boy was going around pretend shooting the other kids. No. No, he wasn't pretending like a Columbine situation. It was like him and another little boy. Let's play school shooter today. (laughs) Let's go around just kill everybody with our fingers. You guys want to play a lockdown? No, they were, they were, (laughs) it sounds like they were literally playing cops and robbers. So disturbing. That's like a problem. Like, I know. The most. Innocent, and I'm somebody who freaks out about the whole lockdown situation. When Faith was in school, that was the first thing that freaked me out the most is when she described to me their school lockdown. When oh, she yeah. was in first grade yeah. and was telling me um, the same age as this little boy, basically about like how her and her friends were like hiding from people who wanted to murder her and her friends. And I'm like, this is awful. So I definitely take that, like, the whole thing seriously. Yeah, but that's not what this was. But it was like a totally, like, little kids playing around. (laughs) So, (laughs) I just feel very confident and I'm very happy that our girls are homeschooled. They're home with us. They can make all the hand threats they want. They've got all the hand finger (laughs) assault weapons that they need. Fully armed. Oh, they are loaded to the T. I think I got shot 34 times today. (laughs) terrifying luckily they can arrest themselves when you were in here getting ready audrey what audrey our one-year-old was arresting our (laughs) two-year-old and shoving her in the little tunnel (laughs) i was gonna say at least they arrest themselves it's like turn around immediately put their hands behind their back (laughs) oh man i hope this school district doesn't hear you know what little man little man we salute you we stand with you mom homeschool him (laughs) yeah mom dad you know what to do. Homeschool them. Yep. For sure. For sure. <laughs> it's so great. Well. Yes, darling. Tonight, we wanted to talk about marriage and having a spiritual connection in your marriage. Yes. We feel like this is something that people talk to us often about, that they wish they had a stronger spiritual connection in their marriage and ask us how how we achieve this. Yeah. And another reason I think, because I think there'll be, we were talking about doing a couple episodes on marriage. Yeah. Um, and the reason we wanted to start with this one is because having a spiritual connection and having a spiritual foundation with one another is... Everything. Everything. It's it's so essential to anything that comes after that. Yes. Everything else is worthless without it. Yeah. Um. And what we wanted to discuss tonight is a little bit about what that looks like when that's not the nucleus of your relationship. For sure, yeah. Because it's a it's a very a very different marriage. Yeah, it is when you are submitted to God and on the same page as your spouse. Mm-hmm. Than one where you guys are almost living two completely different lives. 
Oh, it's totally different. That's what we were talking about in one of the other episodes when I said, I could never go back. No. I could never go. Now knowing, I had no idea it could be this good. And now knowing what I know, I could never go back. Yeah, I don't. I really don't think I could either. Ever. Mm-mm. Okay, so I have a Ricky Bobby question right now. I feel like the, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> like, do I look at you or do I look at the camera now? Like, before we were I just, have no idea. Like, I don't know what. I don't know what to do. Sorry, guys. Not trying to be weird, but, you know. Yeah. No. Nope. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> you tell us. Does this look normal? Do we look not smart? <laughs> yes. We're so many comments like, mm. we thought you guys were cool, and then we saw you. <laughs> you guys sounded so much Hey, go back to audio. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go past our gifting, okay? <laughs> um. So we, we started out, we got married, and we were very close to God. Let me take that back. Okay. That's we thought call. we were very close to God. Yes, we were very religious. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that's more what it was. Yeah. Um, and that just, sh- that just shows you that there's a difference between relationship and religion. Oh, absolutely. Moving to Texas from California and getting involved in a new church. I think that just being involved in something mm-hmm. kept us going for a little while. Yeah. But that slowly wore off over time. Sure. That facade of having a deep relationship with God and it not really being there wore off. Oh yeah. It was very clear. Cause it was so easy for us to, you know, get offended or yeah. frustrated or feel let down and all the things because we didn't, we weren't, there for God. Mm-hmm. We were obviously there for ourselves. Yeah. And that was true just by our actions. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff we tolerated mm-hmm. in our marriage. Oh, yeah. Um, there was like a big movement in the young adults around that time. This was probably, what, 12, 13 years ago? I'm talking about like going out drinking every weekend and then going to oh, church. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big deal. I don't know if that's like it was. I I don't know if it's still that way in like the young adult culture. Maybe you could let us know where we were. It was yeah, and it kind of started there. Mm -hmm. Like it, it we got involved in this church, and then the culture was like, well, we believe that was freedom. Like, oh, you know, you're not bound by you know all the law. Right. It was that deconstruction. Yeah, we live in freedom. Yeah, you can have some like Jesus drink wine. You can have some drinks, and then yeah. So we would all go out, get hammered, mm-hmm. and most of Kristen's girlfriends would stay the night, so we'd all wake up and all go to church like half hungover. <laughs> We're like, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> that doesn't, it doesn't yeah. work for very long. No, it doesn't. No. Um, yeah, I ended up loving that life. Mm-hmm. And you did not. Um, no, well, going out for, was hard for me for different reasons, just cause I, I worked at Starbucks for so many years. And so I was the one who was programmed to get up so early, yeah. just staying up late literally made me sick. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Right. So, um, yeah, but as having drinks at the house, that was like totally normal for us Yeah. to drink like quite a bit at home. Oh yeah. Yeah. We would kill some vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was terrible for our marriage. It was. Because what that did was it ended up me having a completely different group of friends mm-hmm. than you had. Yes. Completely different interests than you had that were shaping my 
worldviews and opinions and faith beliefs and it was reshaping all that and you weren't involved in any of it. Right. Um, so there was not only started out with a complete disconnect from God, but then it bled into a disconnect from me and you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would you agree? No, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it seemed like everything was fine, but when you don't know, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. Like for us, it seemed fine. Like from the outside looking in, everything looked fine. Like we didn't fight. We didn't have any problems. Like I didn't really understand that we were disconnected because I didn't really know what real connection was supposed to look like, I guess, True. or feel like, because you really can't assess that from the outside looking in. I think I knew my behavior was wrong. Sure. I just didn't, I don't know. I couldn't. I didn't know how to fix it, I guess. I don't know. Right. Well, I remember um, that was always a common thread whenever you did get overwhelmed, that you would say, like, that I was more, that you felt like I was like your mother. (laughs) That you're like, I went from having a mom to having a wife. Like, you would compare it. Like, I was, like, now acting like your mom. And I was like, I didn't make any rules. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) You're drunk every night. What's wrong? <laughs> but you know, when I see now that because we've we've walked through everything from, um, and unfortunately this this lands over here on this side of the camera. <laughs> drug addictions, affairs, alcohol, um, serious insecurities, depression, anxiety. I mean the whole gamut we've walked through with me, mm-hmm. which took a, a complete toll on our marriage to the point where I was not even living at home to the point where we are now. Yeah. Um, where was I going with that? I'm not sure where you're going with that. But I know you were talking about, we were, you were talking about all the things that we had went through though, like, and what toll that took on things and yeah. how, uh, I mean, we really walked out of, in and out of all the seasons, but through all that though, I could say that we didn't have any spiritual connection. Wouldn't yeah. you say that's true? Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, cause I didn't have, no, neither, I don't think neither one of us had a real spiritual connection with anything. Right. And so I don't think that we really even understood what that was supposed to look like. So I think, I mean, maybe you did, but I didn't. No, I didn't. And I, that's one of the, I think that's why it was so easy for me to let stuff slip in. Sure. And let stuff enter in slowly. Sure. I think, so when you look at another, another successful marriage, we were, I mean, from the outside looking in, it looked, I mean, it looked like we were doing great. Yeah. I mean, so could it look that way to us too, but you have no idea what a successful marriage is supposed to feel like, you know, like having a strong connection or be in sync with each other or um, just feeling that sense of unity. Yeah. But you know, if you don't have anything to base that off of, you don't really know that that's missing. Right. It doesn't feel wrong. Like, like we're doing the things we're like, we seem, we seem good. Yeah. That's what I always thought. Yeah. It was almost like it was good till it wasn't. Yeah, Absolutely. It was fine until it wasn't. Yeah, that's probably like the perfect way to put what it. What do you think? What do you think happened though? Like, where do you think? 
I think. Where was the turning point? Oof. I don't know that there was one turning point. I think when you're not focused on Jesus being the center of your life, no matter what. Yeah. There's just going to be veering. If you don't have an absolute target and focus for your life, the thing that continues to recenter you, the thing that you continue to press forward to, then it's easy to like veer off. Like, cause then what you're left with doing whatever feels right in your sight, whatever yeah. seems right in your sight. And the Bible says when he hands you over, like to your sinful ways, basically. Mm-hmm. So even though it looked very different, both of us, we just did what we, what seemed right to us at the time. And I think that, so I don't think there was something that like, okay, this is the thing that went wrong. I think it was the one thing that went wrong is that we weren't focused on Jesus. We didn't have the Holy Spirit. We weren't centered on yeah. that. And so because of that, anything could happen. Like, right. All is. Mm. <laughs> Any, same thing can happen now. We were talking about that earlier, about how living in a way that's pleasing to God, living by his standards, yeah, not up to his standards, but trying to live by his standards. Mm-hmm. Not because he has commanded us, even though he has, <laughs> but not because he's commanded us, but because we see the benefits of living that way. Right. It keeps us out of those situations. Absolutely. It keeps us safe from sin. Mm-hmm. If we live intentional mm-hmm. to please him and to pursue his purpose, yeah, fully submitted like we always talk about, and I'm convinced that almost every answer is going to come back to that. For sure. Being Absolutely. submitted. Always. Um, it's literally like bowling with the bumpers. Yeah. Yes. If you don't have the bumpers... You're probably, you might end up in the gutter. Yeah, well, not me. You've obviously never bowled with me. Right, a superstar. Um, I'm fantastic. I had no idea what your credentials were, Fred Flintstone. None. <laughs> None. <laughs> um, but the, <laughs> living for him is truly a guardrails. Like, submission is guardrails. It's not even guardrails. It's just the best way to live. It is. But we talked about that before, though, when it's um, when you do the right thing. And I think that was part of it. So before we were doing the things that we thought were right. Yeah. Just to avoid the consequences. Right. That came with them. And so whenever you thought you could get away with the consequences, then why not? Because the whole point was avoiding the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. And. I had zero reverence or even thought for God. Right. Well, and then neither did I. I was still, even though I was following more of the rules, I was doing it to avoid the consequences, not to be pleasing to God. Right. And so we weren't seeking after his heart. We weren't seeking after his way and to be pleasing to him because there's no circumventing that one. Like no. there's no getting away with it. You know, no. like you either, you're either living pleasing and surrendered or you're not. Yeah. But, you know. And that's, this goes for, on an individual basis, and submitting your marriage is just as important. And it's completely different than you being submitted and me being submitted. Mm -hmm. But if we haven't come together and been intentional about submitting together, 
Mm -hmm. submitting our marriage as a team, as one unit. Oh, big deal. Yeah. And what I mean by intentional is what are you doing to strengthen? What are we doing to strengthen that spiritual connection? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a relationship that God brought together in the unity and with vows. What's the C word I'm looking for? Covenant. Covenant. I got it. It's covenant. You're so smart. Thanks, babe. So we have to bring him into our marriage. And being intentional looks like, are you reading it all together? Mm. Are you praying it all together? Do you worship together? Mm -hmm. Do you dream together? Oh, that's a good one. Do you strategize together? Do you plan together? Yeah. Um, do you pray for each other? Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you have separate bank accounts? Ooh. That's, that's a rough. big one. I'm shocked at how many people have separate bank accounts. Me too. It just surprises but, me. But I think it, this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find this in the Bible. Okay. I don't think. Well, tell me. And if you could, I'm not smart enough to know it right now anyway. My opinion, I think that is a trust issue. Mm-hmm. And I think it is a barrier for some type of intimacy sure. with your spouse. Right. And I think if you have separate bank accounts and you're married, unless there's a very specific reason why you can't have. Well, we're not talking you know, about two separate like spending accounts. Like, oh, you use this one no, for, no, no, like, no, I'd be fine. Like, for budgeting purposes. It's more like the separation where you're like, we do our money completely yeah, separately. Yeah, I have a paycheck. You have a paycheck. Right. I pay these bills. You pay those. Like, yeah. And then don't ask, ask me about the for rest. a loan if I need it. <laughs> it's don't weird. Don't ask about the rest. It's weird. It is. Well, anyway, it's to avoid being the conflict. The whole idea is to avoid the conflict. Not being, of unity, like, being unified. Right. It's to avoid the conflict that comes with trying to be unified mm-hmm. because it is work to become unified. Yeah. So um, avoiding it and like just deciding oh we're just going to do it separately like and so our spirituality is the same thing so versus us like learning how to do things together right if we were to be like oh my spiritual things are my spiritual things and yours are yours Mm -hmm. like can you imagine like we've tried that too that's sad that was the um that was the last leg of our journey yep of our our bad journey yeah was me trying you you serve jesus there's no reason why I can't love you and search and serve all these things. Uh-huh. That's what you said. And then I, I even like uh-huh. accepted that. Remember? And then you were, I know. and you said, and then at some point your demons wouldn't let you anymore. And you're like, no, 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 no. I can't be in this house doing these things with you over there serving Jesus. It's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But how sad, because it's like the most fulfilling part is being, being spiritually connected is the most fulfilling part. Yes. Of my entire life, like not just of our marriage, of, of life. Yeah. Doing like getting to, um, experience God with you. Yeah. Is, is the most rewarding thing. Right. Ever. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to like go through some of the things that we were sure. talking about? Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about, well, I just want to make it practical for people. Like, mm-hmm. cause we do get asked that about a connection or people like making comments like, Oh, I wish we could be more. How'd you guys do it? You're fa- You're so amazing. 
I love that more like, oh, we're just like not on the same page and I don't really know. And then I ask questions and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't really know where he's at on that. Like, oh, do you live together? <laughs> do you live together? You've, you've met, do you right? live together? Oh, we know what cohabitating is <laughs> like. So the first thing that we think is most important is worshiping. Yes. Worshiping together. Yes. And I would say that for us, what this looks like is we actually do have worship time together mm-hmm. where we'll have worship music going um, like in our room after the kids go to bed and we'll have worship. Yep. But also um, that's something that you've just kind of taken responsibility for is creating a, an atmosphere of worship in the house. Well, I got to be a leader, babe. Yeah. Well, Got to lead my family. <laughs> got to lead my marriage. Most, most of all, got to lead myself. Indeed. That's, Indeed. That's where I led you. Yeah. Into worship. You're welcome. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm so grateful. No, I agree. I think worship is, it creates um, a special bond between the two of you. Mm -hmm. There's something special that I just feel more connected to you when I worship with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And so this could look like even just having worship music on in the background of your house Mm -hmm. uh, and limiting TV time. That's something that Nick... As often that you you definitely lead the way in. Yeah. the One of the other things that you and I have found that would be considered, I think, worship mm-hmm. is when we just sit down and discuss God. Oh, my gosh. Like when we do this, mm-hmm. unlike normal times. Yeah. They're the most fulfilling conversations. It is. Sometimes the I feel the Holy Spirit the strongest. And, it, and it's as simple as I'll be sitting on the couch reading the Bible or I'll be sitting over here reading the Bible and you're laying in bed and I'll mm-hmm. say, hey, listen to this. And I'll read two verses. Yeah. 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 And that's that's it. Well, But there's something about sharing that with you. Mm-hmm. Hey, this I just read this. This hit me a certain way. Let me read it to you. Well, we're driving in the car and we'll just be talking about whatever he's doing in our lives and we can then we can reflect like, Oh, he's so good. Yeah. We just can't get over how good he is. Yeah. Or talking about how far he's brought us. Anytime we like bring any glory to God at all and we do that together, then I don't know. I always feel his presence really strong. It feels, um, I feel super connected to you. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I feel like it's one of the most powerful times of worship we have. Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. What's uh, next on the list? Praying. Praying. Pray. We already talked about that, didn't we? No, we didn't. Oh. Um, not going through our list. Um, yeah, so we do pray together. Yes. Not as regularly as I would like to, but we do. We usually do, we usually pray while we worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like but, our worship usually leads into praying. Yes, prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 nothing are you trying to make a foreplay joke is that what you're doing maybe oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um i know it was going on in my head but i didn't wasn't gonna let it come out loud i just keep laughing still though don't worry i got you <laughs> reached in there and yanked it out thanks <laughs> <laughs> see see how it benefits you to be spiritually connected yeah yes um but 
I think the <laughs> overcomplicating, I think when people used to talk about praying together, I used to get super intimidated. Yeah. So kneel down on the side of the bed. Yeah. We're going to have to go through our entire prayer list tonight. Because <sighs> that's how Nini prayed. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why you think that. Nini's my dead grandmother. <laughs> what? She is. So you said it. It's a matter She's of fantastic. fact. Yeah. I love best, that woman. Best human ever. <laughs> um, so what would you say to somebody else who's intimidated about praying together? When they hear that, they're like, oh, my husband will never sign up for praying together. I would love it if we would pray together. I would say our prayer time didn't start out with what it looks like now. That's true. For me to be comfortable praying with Amber, it literally took like little prayers. Mm -hmm. So little things like, hey, I think we should start praying together. But I don't want to make this a big ordeal. It's something new for both of us. I think we're both going to be uncomfortable at first. Mm -hmm. So start out with a small prayer. Yeah. It's all about your heart posture. It's all about your intentions. Right. And what you're pursuing for God. Mm-hmm. God's going to honor that, whether that's a 30-second prayer or a 10-second prayer or a 30-minute prayer. Right. Don't get religious about this. Right. Just understand that when you start praying with your wife, the more comfortable you're going to get. Mm-hmm. The longer your prayers will become. Right. The closer you're going to become to God. But it could be as simple as, God, we thank you for this marriage. Mm-hmm. We surrender this marriage to you. We surrender this time to you. We invite your presence in. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm think- telling you that if you do that on a daily basis and continue to grow in that, that practice, mm-hmm. it will, it will change. That's how you start to set up your foundation for your marriage. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes we'll just do it even more naturally than that. Like we'll be talking about something we don't know the solution to. And in our conversation, we'll just say, Lord, mm-hmm. please, would you please give us wisdom in this area? And then we move on with our life. It doesn't have to yeah. be weird and creepy and like um, a whole format every time. Like talking, prayer is just talking to God. And so for us, mm-hmm. uh, we just try to be as natural about it as possible because I don't want to be... I want to make sure I mean it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah, it doesn't have to be profound. No. It just, it just doesn't. Yeah. I don't think there should be much thought into it. I think, yeah. I agree. Don't get fancy with it. Yeah. Want to know what's next on my list? (laughs) Yeah. Discussing the word. Discussing the word. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is something that you definitely start. You started a lot of these. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Like, as I'm looking at the things that we listed for what makes um, us spiritually connected, and as I'm going down the list, like, you really did initiate most of these. I'm really proud of you. Well, you know what? What? I'm proud of you. You engaged in all those with me. Oh, I didn't laugh at you once. Not once did you make fun of me. <laughs> nope. Not once. Not once. It's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> even when I ribbon worship, you don't even make fun of me. You guys should see that. It's incredible. One time we'll put it on here. Yeah. Ribbon worship. 
Mm-hmm. Like I said, it took us a while to get to this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't put pressure on yourselves. You'll get there one day. Yes. What you got? Um, well, so discussing the word. Okay. Again, I think that that's something that sounds really intimidating, especially for people who aren't reading. Don't know the word. They're not reading. Yeah. At all. That's a good point to start this one out. Mm-hmm. How do you discuss the word? Read it. Read the word. Read your Bibles. Yeah, this one is very necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I feel there's none of these worship, praying, or reading. There's none that that are more important than the other. Because I'm trying to think of the importance. Like, well, it's everything. Well, a big like, part of <laughs> us being spiritually connected to each other is us being spiritually connected to God. Yeah. And that's how we become the most unified is us spiritually connecting to him yeah. together. And all three of those are vital to your relationship with God. So, right. yeah, right. it's not more important than the other. So read your Bibles. Well, I want to know what you would tell somebody who's intimidated by reading their Bible. Like they're not reading because we were, we were both there before. I would say just start at Genesis. Because that was my problem. I didn't know where, one, where to start. Should I start mm-hmm. Old Testament or New Testament? Mm-hmm. Should I go through the Gospels? Yeah. Should I just read Acts over and over? Because everyone <laughs> talks about Acts. And then I know I'm never going to read Revelation. I've been told, I've been told my entire life I'll never understand that book. Yeah, just give up on it. Liars. I've read it once. But what I did was, I was just like, okay. I need to read my Bible. Mm-hmm. I need to know what my faith is all about. So I started in Genesis 1. And I said, every time before I read, I would sit down and say, God, I invite you to read this with me. Mm-hmm. This is your word. I believe it is alive. And I pray that your spirit would come right now and read this book with me. And then I would read really slow mm-hmm. and really intentional. Okay. And sometimes I would read a verse three or four times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would go down and read the commentary on something. But I took my time and stopped at every little nudge where I felt like he was asking me to stop mm-hmm. and read it again. Right. Look into it a little bit deeper. And it doesn't matter how long it takes you to read through the whole Bible. Right. It took me a little under a year. Uh-huh. Well, it's not about getting through it. But it's not. But it's like anything else. You have to work that that muscle. Mm-hmm. Because it is a sacrifice a lot of days. Mm-hmm. And it is a discipline that you have to get into. Yeah. Um. But when. But once you get into that discipline. Mm-hmm. There were days where I. And there's still days where I come home from work and all I want to do is read my Bible. Mm-hmm. You get to that point where you fall in love with this book because you start to, you start to see it for what it is, and it it really does become alive when you're reading it, with the intention of, God, I just want to know you more. There's so many times when uh, Nick started reading his Bible, he would just anytime he had spare time, so it could be a few lines before a kid interrupted him, maybe even a couple words before <laughs> a kid interrupted him, and then he would just keep going back. And so sometimes it would be a few verses, sometimes it'd be a few chapters, just mm-hmm. whatever you had time for at the time. Yep. And I remember even like 
falling asleep with it. And the kids, when they would draw pictures of you, they would draw pictures of you holding your Bible, <laughs> like just be your Bible with like your glasses or your hat over the top of it. <laughs> I thought that was the sweetest thing. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy that this is. And um, Face remember she had friends over and they're like, what's your dad doing? She's like, oh, he's just reading his Bible. They're like, what? Are you serious? Like, he's really like, no, no, like, what's he really doing? Like, she's like, he's reading his Bible. And they thought it was the craziest thing. Yeah. Like, they're going to go home to their families and make fun of us. Oh, well. (laughs) I'll be in heaven when they burn in hell. Um, I think reading is really important. (laughs) (laughs) But us discussing it, like you were saying before, is sometimes you was, would be like, you'd be reading like, hey, babe, did you know this happened? Like. Just as we're exploring it and discovering things, us yeah. just sharing it with the other person. It's not like us like having study sessions together. It would just be like as, you know, one of us is reading it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I read this. And I think it's so funny. Like, did you know, like, um, Paul's over here, like, laughing in their faces and making fun of them. Like, did you read this? I got a kick out of it when I found out Paul and Peter got into it. <laughs> Paul was like, hey, Peter. What? Why are you such a hypocrite? <laughs> I was like, I would love to see that altercation. So great. I would love to see those two go at it. So great. I love. Um, I got my money on Paul. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, the dude's a giant, first of all, isn't he? Like, Yeah, and he slaughtered a ton of people. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Peter killed fish. Mm. Not as Not as scrappy. No. Yeah. What's next on your list, buddy? Uh, discussing Revelations. Not the book. <laughs> right. Because we discussed, nobody's ever going to understand that. Nobody understands it. <laughs> it's provocative. <laughs> Just kidding. It's supposed to be that way. <laughs> and anyone who tells you they do understand, they're not telling you the truth. Nick's kidding, by the way. For anyone who thinks this is serious, we're kidding. Um, please don't believe that lie that there's a part of the Bible you cannot understand. Yes, you can't understand it. Because the Holy Spirit can reveal anything to you. What verse is that? Hmm? What verse is that that you just quoted? I did not quote The Holy that Spirit can reveal anything to you. Um, that is a verse. 14, 12. No, the Holy Spirit leads you into all understanding. Boom. Mm. Shut this camera off. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> so i i take all as meaning all yeah this wasn't an exception and um he it says that he draws back to memory scripture yeah so you know when you read it like you have to you have to read it to have it in you but then the holy spirit will draw it back when you need it right yeah and that's very true mm-hmm. yeah this is us discussing revelation right now mm-hmm so I wouldn't overthink it. It's literally just sharing anything that God is doing. Um, and it could start being about things that you're wondering about. Like, oh, you know, I, I saw this or I heard that and I'm just wondering about it. Like, what do you think? Yeah. And and creating a dialogue about it doesn't have to be profound. It's just starting to share whatever right. God is doing in your mind and in your heart. Yeah. Yep. The main thing is... We have to be pursuing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the unity in the marriage falls in place. Right. But you have to be pursuing him. Mm-hmm. I have to be pursuing him. At the same time. And then, yeah, yes. In different season of life, doesn't work out, guys. No, it doesn't. Mm-mm. But then we have to pursue him together. 
Mm-hmm. And by doing these basic, these are basic things. Right. But these are the foundations that need to be laid to have that connection. Right. And that spiritual connection strengthens the romantic connection. Mm-hmm. It strengthens the emotional connections. Right. It definitely strengthens the physical. Agreed. Agreed. For real? Mm-hmm. Yes. Romantically, sensually, like all the things. like Sensually? Sensually. You mean sexually? Oh, definitely. <laughs> but... <laughs> But it's different you say though. It like, like it was so obvious. Well, <laughs> it is different than, um, because I think everybody's had, every, grown up listening, <laughs> has had sex that wasn't sensual. Like it wasn't like where you're not really connected intimately. Yeah. And being spiritually connected does make you more connected. Absolutely. That way as well. Yep. Um, it definitely does. Yeah, for sure. Like right after a good night of worship and prayer, I'm telling you. Things are good. That is special time. Things are good. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing we're not capable of having more kids. I know. (laughs) Four daughters, man. Would you believe it? Four. Yeah. Um, The last one is praying for each other. So, Like laying hands on each other or just like uh, while you're at work, pray for your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing that I could actually do more of. I definitely pray for you, mm-hmm. but I could definitely do it more. Yeah, well, good to know. I'll send you reminders. <laughs> <laughs> you like a daily text. Right. You know what else helps people be spiritually connected? Don't be an a-hole. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> Expand. Well, it's just like a lot of people who are very selfish in their marriages. When I hear people talk about their marriages, they're really selfish people. Yeah. And it's hard to be any kind of connected when all you can think about is yourself. Yeah. We could talk about selflessness on another episode, probably. Take a whole episode on that. Yeah, I heard a gentleman complaining. And and I will actually admit, I used to complain about this too. His wife stays home and so he goes to work all day, then he comes home and... He feels like more should be done. <gasps> You've complained about that? No, I never said I did. I said I felt that way. I never let that come <laughs> out. But yeah, I felt that way. You felt that way? No. Listen. I'm going well, to this Let up. me finish what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I can relate to what he's like. He was saying it's not right that mm-hmm. he feels that way. He knows that. Mm-hmm. We all know that. But that doesn't mean we don't feel that way sometimes. Yeah. But you come home tired, mm-hmm. exhausted. Yeah. All you want to do is sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. And you feel like, you know, the house should have been a little bit cleaner. <laughs> right? Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give in to that just sit on the couch mode. Jump in and pick up that stuff. Mm-hmm. Recognize that your wife is not lazy. She's been doing stuff all day. Right. These are just the tasks that didn't get done. And they're usually right. very minuscule, don't matter tasks. I'm just trying to add on to what you're saying. Don't be a douchebag. Help out <laughs> around the house. That's all I'm saying. Help out. Yes. 
Your wife's not lazy. She does a lot. That was a long way to dig out of that hole. (laughs) Let me tell you, she does a lot. Why don't you stay home with those kids and find out? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is... You find out. Why don't you show her how to do it, actually? I I think I need a good lesson. Why don't you do it and then write me an instruction manual and how to be at them kids all day and have okay. a clean house. Also, I want you pretty. When I get Nobody home. was having this argument with you. You're arguing with yourself, lady. Okay? You're arguing with yourself. I just want to help your we thoughts out. We all admitted out. it. The, no, thing, no. the things that you saw, I just want to help your thoughts out. What else? <laughs> That was it. That's how to be more spiritually connected, guys. This is guys. hot under this light. And then that, that like, digging my hole, I'm sweating. You're glowing. You're glowing. I'm sweating. Oh, man. That's too funny. I know. I'm still laughing. Anyway. Um, yeah, don't be an a-hole. Mm-hmm. Appreciate yeah. your wife. <laughs> Worship, pray, yes. read your Bibles, and talk about the things. Yes. And it don't overcomplicate it. Start with whatever it is that God is doing in the moments. Do it in real time. Yeah. I think that makes it much simpler when you just do it in real time. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if Submit, you, surrender, pursue him. Yeah. If you come up with some obstacles to some of the things we're saying, like, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but this is the problem we're having with this. Write us a comment. Write us an email. Yeah. Um, yeah, because every situation is going to be, I never expect my advice or our experience right. to be blanketed overall society. Yeah. Uh-huh. Every situation is going to be different. There's going to be nuance to every relationship. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that we walk through is going to be way more severe than other people walk through and icing on the cake for other people. Right. So you have to find what works for you. But what I think is no matter what the situation looks like or what type of repair your marriage needs or what condition it's in, these are the basics for any situation. Absolutely. These Mm -hmm. These are the foundations that I think every single marriage should be built upon absolutely your nuances and your uniqueness all that can go into all of these and god will bring all those out but without worshiping together without praying together without being united and connected with him Mm -hmm. that's the foundation i have no idea how anybody stays (laughs) married this the same question i i can't get over it i just don't understand guess what she was gonna say I have no idea how they do this without God. But seriously, (laughs) do you know anyone with a fulfilling marriage that doesn't have Jesus? I don't even understand, like, how that could happen. I don't know. I don't know that many people, I'll be honest (laughs) with you. (laughs) And the people I do know, I just, I don't, I'm just, I love you and you alone. I love you. And Guy. And Amanda. Yeah. We love them. And David. And Erica. You're making more friends. I'm so proud of you. I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's amazing. I can't. I know it. people. <laughs> <coughs> You're no longer a lone wolf. <laughs> no way. I'm a I'm a chicken man now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. More roosters to kill. <laughs> you got anything else? I think we set a good foundation. I think so too. For some good marriage talk. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So grow your spiritual connection. Yeah. We love you guys. Appreciate your wives. Mm-hmm. They do stuff. <laughs> Lots of stuff. <laughs> Call me, more I'll give you a list. Th- more than we could ever do. <laughs> Call me, I'll give you a list of everything right, we guys? do. Right, guys? All right. We out. I love you. I love you, too. Bye.